Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Distant Dot Podcast. This is Kevin and... Hey, this is Maverick. What's up, peoples? How you guys are doing? Um, we're back for another episode. This week, we're going to be talking about our favorite basketball movies. But first, we're going to um, get into what's new new. Maverick, what's new with you? What's up, man? What's new with me? Well, I followed up with my Twitter suspension. I tried to appeal it. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, they sent me back an email saying pretty much, uh, fuck you, you asshole, you're banned for life. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, oh, I'm, man. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Dude, I fucking, you already know how much I love Twitter. Now yeah, I know, dude. I know. Speed, I was on Twitter today, and I saw this quote from Just Blaze for some podcast he was on, and I retweeted. I'm like, damn, I wish, I could, I wish, I wish Maverick was on Twitter so he could see this. So I was like, Damn. <laughs> I was just like, every time I think about it, I'm like, damn, he's not on Twitter anymore. Damn. It's, it sucks, man. Now I'm just relegated to to fucking um, Instagram and the goody goodies on Instagram. I mean, you, know, you, could all, you could always try Reddit, but like, it's not the same as Twitter, though, because you'll post something on, you know, under something, under some kind of subreddit, and then people will comment on it, but it's not the same effect. Yeah, I don't honestly. I don't even know what the fuck what Reddit is for. It just seems like a bunch of forums, and I'm not really down for it. It's forums. It seems like it's just people sharing their secrets and stuff. <laughs> all this stuff. Well, I mean, I technically have a Reddit, but I don't really use it for for anything. I don't um, have a Reddit. I downloaded the app um, when quarantine started. I've been kind of just lurking on it, seeing what people post, but I don't say anything i haven't made an account i'm like yeah i don't really feel like sharing like some of the subreddits subreddits you go into and you see some of the private stuff that people are sharing i'm like wow i guess they feel really comfortable sharing this stuff anonymously so nobody can really judge them i mean of course people in the comments do you know will judge them or something like that but for the most part is people like sharing them on and giving them props or something but right well I could tell you this much. Twitter is so much better than Instagram. You know how how there's like a running joke on how like people on Instagram, I'm like, uh, they seem like, it seems like the perfect life on Instagram, but people on Twitter are like, yeah, we ain't shit. All of us ain't shit. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh, I'm on Instagram also. And it's like, everybody's posting these great pics of stuff that they're doing like oh i've been here or look at this what i'm eating i'm better than you i'm living this fabulous life on twitter you post you post something and just like somebody will find a fault with it and just straight just rip you one for no right. reason you know right like, post a picture of something you ate and they're like you know eating that stuff will you know it's cost, it costed animals their life. It's ruined. It. You know, it just goes on and on. You, you know, you just get ripped and lectured and, right. you know, but that's what I love about Twitter though, because the Twitter beefs are hilarious when see people going back and forth, back and forth. And mm-hmm. I mean, but like with Twitter also you go, um, you click on somebody's um, tweet and you check their profile if you like what they tweeted, and you could just end up going down a whole rabbit hole of stuff. You're like, wow, you know. But <laughs> you know, Instagram doesn't have the same same type of of effect for me. I mean, um, like 
like I like um, I follow a lot of soccer accounts on Twitter and like here and there you'll go, you know, you see a picture they post by some designer who, who created some soccer design and you click on his page and like, oh, that's cool. Kind of check it out, but it doesn't have this. It's not the same effect. It's yeah. Not. Yeah. I miss, I miss Twitter so much, man. Uh, and, yeah. Instagram. Instagram is whatever to be, yeah. to be real with you. And I also feel so much more pressure and anxiety to like reply and like yeah people shit on instagram i don't know it's it's a weird feeling but like a lot of times though yeah sometimes i feel like pressure to i have to like a person's photo i'm like okay i'm not really feeling this but Mm -hmm. lately i've just been like skipping through like yeah this is why that's that's me like a hundred percent of the time on on mainstream instagram um but but yeah that's pretty much it i mean i i also did a pretty long bike ride the other other day over the weekend with my uncle. We did uh, a 21.7 miles on the bikes and it felt really good. Nice. That's yeah, I've been wanting to get into some bike day. riding also while we're on quarantine, but my bike is at my mom's house and just been lazy trying to go there, get it, <laughs> bring it back to my place and so forth. So right. plus I don't, I haven't really mapped out an area where I live, where I really want to ride. I I see other people riding around, so I should get on it. It's mm-hmm. quite a bit of hills, some of them steep, some of them not so steep, but I mean, going up hills, you know, it's a good workout, so I should get into it. Plus, mm-hmm. it'll be easier on my legs um, as opposed to running, but at 21 miles you did though? 21.7 miles. Wow. Yeah. How how many hours were you guys out there for? Uh, not not too long actually. I think we were out there for like three hours. No, oh, that's good though. Yeah, but I mean, we we weren't like biking the 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 whole time. We took like a like Couple three ten, ten minute rests. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. That's and good. What's cool is that my Adidas app. Shout out Adidas. Oh yeah, uh, it tracks. Yeah, the um, what is it, the Runtastic app? It tracks all of those. Fantastic, yeah. I, I use it too when I do like my walks and stuff to have it track and I sync it with Google Fit. But mm-hmm. I thought I would be getting points from all the walking and stuff I did to use towards um my Adidas points. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't like they only they don't count walking as a physical activity. Like you can track your walks, but the the walks don't contribute to points. It's only running and other things. I'm like, that's messed up, man, because what if you can't run? What if you're injured? But it's kind of messed up, but it's whatever. You know, I still use it and I sync it with Google Fit and that that works for me. But nice. Yeah. What about you, man? What's what's new with you? Um what's new? Um, like last time we talked, we were talking about Streets of Rage 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually been playing it. Finally got on there um was it last Friday night with my cousin. We played till about 1 a.m. or something. Every time, he, you know, when we get close to getting off, he was like, okay, one more, one more. His wife was telling him, like, come, you know, come talk to me. I'm lonely. You've been at work all day. And he's like, ah, screw it. She's going to be mad anyways after I um, after I get off. So let's just keep going. <laughs> so we just go and go. Before you know, it's like 1 a.m. I finally like, yo, man, I'm tired. Let's call it. <laughs> let's call it. Then on Saturday, he texted me in the middle of the day. It was like, yo, check this video out. I got like the old school levels from the old school games. And then he texted me like a few minutes later. Oh, I beat it. I beat it. I finally beat it. Then he said he switched over to Spider-Man. I was like, cool. So I've been playing that. And but then um, I finally got um, Doom Eternal from uh, Gamefly 
um, rental, um, video game rental. So I finally popped that in. So I started playing it before it had finished downloading all the updates and stuff. So I was playing it and everything was cool. So I come back um, the Sunday now and say, oh, let me play it. Pop it back in, try to play it. When it loads up, it comes up to this login screen saying you have um, to either log in or create um, an account for Beth Bethsida, which is the, um, the game developer or game publisher. I'm like, what is Bethesda. this? Yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda. I'm sorry, Bethesda. Bethesda. I'm sorry. And I'm like, what is this crap? I have to create an account just to play a campaign? I'm like, I can understand if I'm going online to play against other people. And I was like, this is BS. So that pissed me off. But then I just did a quick Google search and I found that if I took my PS4 um, offline instead of having it connected to the internet, I can play the campaign mode. Sure, um, I'll lose some stuff that's only available in the campaign mode if you're on um, if you're online. But I'm like, screw it. I don't want to have to create a new another account just to play a game. I mean, they should give you the option of not making an account. I mean, they've gotten in trouble or with this before because they released um, the old school versions of Doom for PS4 and Xbox and stuff, and people and they had the same kind of feature where you had to um, create an account, and they got uh, people complained. And they created a patch where it allows you to bypass it. I don't know why they come back and do the same thing here. I guess, I mean, people are going to complain. They're eventually going to have to do another patch, I hope. But that's the only crappy part about playing the game. But overall, though, Doom Eternal is super fun. Love it. Love the weapons. The, um, everything is great, you know. So I've been playing that. Um, what else have I been doing? Um, that's about it. I mean... Since the last time we uh, we were on the podcast together, yeah, it's just been um, it's been playing the video games. I mean, going out for oh, actually, one other thing. Finally, started going to the chiropractor. See about my lower back that have been bugging me for forever. Mm. So I had to go and get an X-ray and stuff. They made some adjustments. I went Wednesday, and then I went back on Friday. I'm going back on uh, Wednesday again, and on Friday of this week, get more adjustments feel a lot looser back the lower back feels a lot um, better it's still got some soreness and some pain and discomfort but i guess um i hope with enough um visits and and adjustments that i'll be pain free soon because then i can get back to running if not it's going to be just biking non-stop no more running well i'm happy you, you're going to help on your back i know I know once a lot of people turn 60 years old. Oh, <laughs> I'm not 60, asshole. <laughs> I'm not fucking 60. You're like, <gasps> you're five years younger than me, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> turn 60. You're the one wearing glasses. I ain't wearing no glasses. I can see great. These are goofy, so you shit your mouth. <laughs> yeah, at least, Sigma, whatever. <laughs> um, we got some big news, though, about the podcast. We have a listener or listeners in Germany. So our podcast, the This and That podcast is officially international. So um, hey. big shout out to whoever in Germany is listening. Um, thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. I know this podcast is in its infancy and hopefully it can grow even bigger and better and hope you keep tuning in. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, to all our listeners in Germany, um, Hello, and uh, ich liebe dich. I hope you didn't swear. <laughs> no, I said hello, and uh, I love you. Okay. Germany, so. <laughs> I hope so. I don't want 
you know, I don't want people coming back and be like, <laughs> but whatever. You're a, you're a schwanz. Whatever that means, I don't know. Funny it thing about um, tail. about Germany, <laughs> I was actually looking into visiting um, Germany this summer. Like, um, I was going to take a trip in um, June, which is next month. Mm-hmm. I was going to go to London and Paris. And then later in the summer, I was thinking about going to Germany and checking out like Berlin, Dortmund, you know, and some other, uh, Munich and some other cities. So, but thanks to Mr. Uh, Corona, uh, Corona, Corona, I can't mm-hmm. go, any, can't go anywhere. I'm just going to have to look at stuff on the internet like everybody else and wait, say, make plans for like next year. So that's all that's going on. I mean, you ready to get, uh, get started on this topic? Yeah, man, let's, let's get to it. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump right into talking about our um, favorite basketball movies. Hopefully we don't get into a yelling match and call each other names, but we might. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dis and Dad podcast. I'm Kevin with... Hey, it's Mav. All right, so today we're going to be talking about our favorite basketball movies. This is our personal favorites, not what we think should be the number one movie and or top five movies. It's just our personal favorites. So without any more interruptions or whatever, let's get into it. Maverick, what's your number five movie? All right. So before I get into my number five movie, I just want to preface it by telling everybody and the viewers what my honorable mentions are that didn't make my, my top five. Okay. And one of them is Like Mike. If you guys haven't seen Like Mike, it's pretty much uh, Calvin Cambridge played by Bow Wow. You know, he finds a he 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 lives in this uh, group home uh, and this little orphanage, and he finds a pair of sneakers that gives him the powers and abilities of Michael Jordan, so on and so forth. And that didn't make my top five. Um, another one that did that didn't make my top five that movie that I really liked uh, was Eddie. Now Eddie came out in like '96 or something. Uh, it stars it starts with Whoopi Goldberg and she plays like a limousine uh driver. She eventually like uh sort of wins a position of being a, an honorary coach and the the owner of the team decides to fire the real coach and hires her for the rest of the season uh to be the coach and a whole bunch of antics happen. And uh, the other one that didn't make my uh, my list, there's a, there's a lot of ones that didn't make my list, but um, uh, another one was Coach Carter. Coach Carter did that. Carter, movie. yeah. I just thought it was uh, a true story from here in the it, Bay Area. It, it is a true story, but you know, I just felt like it was just remember the Titans on basketball. So really, that's the whole vibe. I never saw Coach Carter. <laughs> That's I, all remember, I remember the news story. I remember them featuring it on the news, but I never yeah. actually watched the movie. Yeah, one of the um, the characters, um, Ty Crane, is actually what's his name, Tyson Chandler, in that or something, in that movie. Really? Yeah, he was like the guy on the uh, opposing team. So. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. See, I didn't. I didn't watch it. So those were your movies that didn't make the cut. Yes, I mean there's. A bunch of other movies that didn't make the cut, but those are the ones that were sort of. Uh, yeah. See, out of um, those three that didn't make the cut for you, I only saw Eddie. Never saw Like Mike because I was just like, I can't. It's too much. I don't know. It's a, 
It's okay. Not many 60-year-olds want to watch like that. (laughs) There you go with your ageism again. You get experience, bro. I got experience, okay? Back in my day. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right. So, you know, I'm just going to hop into my uh, number five movie. All right, go ahead. So, my number five favorite basketball movie is actually a movie called Finding Forrester. Oh, yes. I remember that. Finding Forrester, man. Yes. Yes. Awesome movie. It stars uh, Rob Brown. Yes. He plays uh, this young kid, uh, Jamal, who, who's from the Bronx. And he's like an incredibly gifted basketball player. But uh, what we find out later that he's also a very brilliant and gifted student. Um, and he scores very well on some standardized tests. And uh, his teacher suggests that he goes to a, a prep school. And of course, these prep schools, mostly they're just going to want him to play basketball on a team because he's, he's damn good. But he, he just goes through a bunch of trials and tribulations, um, just sort of adjusting to the whole prep school vibe. Uh, he, he feels like an, outside, like an outsider. And uh, there's, a te- there's an English teacher he's got who's a total like, fucking pain in the ass, a thorn in the side. And he gets played by F. Murray Abraham. Right. Right, F. Murray Abraham, and um, he 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 gets guidance and some help from sort of this uh, reclusive writer who wins uh, the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, and it's played by uh, yeah. William William Forrest is played by Sean Sean Connery. Yes, the great um, Sean Connery. Right, James Bond. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, so that's basically the premise of the movie, man. He. Uh, he just this kid from the Bronx who 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 does very well on standard standardized exam and yeah. he's an exceptionally good basketball player. It shows uh it shows his relationship between uh him and 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 uh, William Forrester and how how they connect and how he helps Jamal sort of uh improve his writing uh and helps him overcome obstacles and yeah, I, I just love this movie. And it's also it's also the this movie is the reason why I started to wear my socks differently when I, uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, so in one of the scenes, um, Jamal uh, Jamal asked um, William Forrester, like, "Hey, man, why you put your socks on like that?" Like he's he he perp, uh, William Forrester purposely flips his socks inside out. And puts them on. Oh yeah, and, I remember. I do remember that because, like, yeah, the first time I do met you, you were saying, "Yeah, I wear my wear my socks inside out." Yeah, because the seams are on the inside. And yes. That's not, yeah. So yeah. I was like, "Bro, ever since I seen this movie back in like 2000 or something, I started wearing my socks like that, and I, I still wear my my dress socks like that too." <laughs> yeah, that, that's where you got it from. Yeah. Huh. Um, interesting fact about this movie Rob Brown who plays Jamal the only reason why he auditioned for this um, role was he was trying to pay a cell phone bill and he needed some quick money or whatever so he just got in line and auditioned for it that's what Mm -hmm. I actually um, read somewhere about that I don't know if it's actually true but wow yeah yeah all right. All right. Yeah, so, so that's my number five, man. Okay, my turn. So just like Maverick, 
I have um, three films that didn't make the cut as a top five. Maverick's probably going to hate me about that. One I didn't make it is, um, first one I didn't make it was Blue Chips, with Nick, starring Nick Nolte, Shaq, Penny Hardaway. It's about this college coach and prize college player. Um, actually, college coach taking, um, I guess, money from boosters or boosters finding like illegal play or paying players to play for the, um, the team and so forth. It's a real good movie. Nolte gives a great performance in there. I like it, but I don't know. Ultimately, I don't know. Because I, I saw it back when it came out. And it came out back in the 90s. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't um, interested in the storyline, but it didn't win me over. It was, you know, I'm sure I go back now and I watch it. I'm like, wow, this is actually an underrated movie that makes some... Um, Good point. Um, good points, and it makes good commentary on the uh, state of college basketball. Right, it's changed all of a sudden now. Um, next one is um, Sunset Park. This also came out in the '90s. Um, stars Rhea Perlman as this, you know, female high school basketball coach. She has no coaching experience, but she ends up coaching a high school, ba- um, inner city high school basketball team. And on that basketball team, stars uh, Fredro Starr from Onyx. Okay. And, um, yeah, and a uh, young Terrence Howard, and so she coaches them, and they got some great basketball scenes. The soundtrack is also great too, because it's got MC Light with featuring Escape on um, on one um one of the songs. I think probably one of the lead singles off the uh, off the soundtrack. But I got some great basketball scenes. I liked it. It's like a good underdog story, you know. Kids, you know, from a tough neighborhood. She's like this white lady trying to coach them. They don't believe in her, but. Eventually, she starts winning them over. It was good, but I mean, it just just didn't really cut it for me. Like, yeah, I, I could see myself. Yeah, that's a top five movie. It just doesn't do it for me. Number three, probably uh, say top one that didn't make the um, cut for me for top five. It's gonna cause some controversy. Space Jam. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I mean. Great Michael Jordan, we just saw Last Dance and everything, but I mean, it's a great scene in there, but it's just and the soundtrack is banging. It's a great soundtrack. Um, got some great songs on there from Monica, Seal, you know, and you know, the famous track off the um off the soundtrack, um, it's by R. Kelly, I believe I can fly, but I don't think we play that song anymore, even though it's such a damn great song. But anyways, I mean, overall, I like it. It's entertainment. It's funny. I love Bugs Bunny and the whole Looney Tunes squad, all those guys. But it's just not enough realistic basketball in there for me. Like, it's entertaining and all that. I mean, it's good fun. You know, you could, you know, sit there and watch with everybody, the entire family and so forth. But it's just, it just didn't have enough um, real basketball for me. So it didn't make the cut. Um, number five, um, it used to be my number one for the longest time, but after going through and making this list and really thinking about it, it got knocked all the way down to um, number five. Um, like I said, I came out back in 92, White Men Can't Jump with Woody Harrelson and, um, Wesley Snipes. Um, I love it because like, it's great basketball scenes, like, you know, street ball, a lot of competing, the hustling side of street ball. You know, anybody who's played street ball, you know, all the kind of hustling and all that stuff going on. 
players just join with each other. The trash, trash talk is awesome in there, man. Just going back and forth. Woody is great in this movie. Um, Wesley's great. They got great chemistry and stuff. Rosie Perez is in there. Um, there's a couple NBA players in there. Um, Marcus Johnson, who's a star at UCLA. He actually played for the Warriors, the Bucks, and some other team in the NBA back in like late 70s, 80s, I think. Um, there's a guy named Freeman Williams. I don't know who he is. I don't remember him in the NBA. And actually, Gary Payton, he's in there, but he's a, in an uncredited role in one of the street mall tournaments. Also, Alex Trebek is in it. Oh, yeah. Yes, he's a great... Because um, um, there's a scene in there from Jeopardy where um, Rosie Perez, she plays Woody House's girlfriend. She actually gets on the show. Mm-hmm. She means a lot on there. Um, but reason why I made number five like it was great and all but I'm thinking back like what really made it memorable memorable for me and it's probably just the basketball scenes and then like you know them playing basketball that was probably and you know the snaps and the trash talking that was fun but overall did I really like the story understand the story I'm like eh, it was all you know it was kind of like eh, not really because I don't know it just I guess the story part didn't really click for me. I know there were basketball hustlers and all that, but it just didn't work for me. So that's why I was like, no. Um, was it? Oh, interesting fact about um, White Man Can't Jump. It came out in 1992. Mm-hmm. Then Atari, they came out with an, um, a video game system back in the ni- mid-90s called the Jaguar. And they had a game in 1995 called White Man Can't Jump. And it was kind of like an NBA Jam type of game and stuff, but got mixed reviews and so forth. I remember when the um, Atari Jaguar came out and so forth. I remember like, you know, playing the demo model and stuff and a couple of games that they had at, um, at the video game store at the mall. But I don't ever remember this title. White Man Can't Jump for it. I'm going to have to do some uh, more research on it, see if I can time, find some video of it on YouTube and so forth. Because back then, like NBA Jam was the king of like arcade basketball. I mean, like break the backboard, all the 360 dunks and all that, man. Used to go to the arcades a lot. Yes. Yes, for all our younger people out there. There was a place where there was nothing but video games at the mall. You go there, you put your quarters in, you just play video games all day. I remember we we had a roller skating rink where I lived first and we used to go there. I roller skate a little bit, but then I just went back to go play more, either like um, Mortal Kombat or um, or NBA Jam, man. Love NBA Jam. Um, yeah, so White Men Can't Jump. That's my number five movie. All right. Uh, uh, All right. You know what? Hey, I'm going to say that I know that you had this at number one before. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that you made such a terrible decision to put it down those f- couple spaces. Really? This movie, this movie is fucking hilarious, bro. It is, but you got to understand what was like the story and stuff, because for the longest time I was, you know, I'm like, what did I really, really like about it? Did the story work for me? And it's like, nah, the story didn't work for me. It's not something like I'll come back to and like, oh, I got to pop this in. I got to watch it, you know? I, I, I'm like thinking, I'm like, did I really enjoy it? And it's like, no, nah, I didn't really enjoy it that much. How do you not, how do you not enjoy White Man Can't Jump? No. It was, it was funny. The acting was great. It, yeah. It was truthful. 
the basketball was great. The scenes were funny. The okay, what Rosie was the Perez was in it. Okay, know? what was it? What was the, what was the story? What was the point? What was the story in it? It's basically about two basketball hustlers that join forces. They're black and white, ebony and ivory, mm-hmm. right? And on their way to try and hustle and get money, each of them goes through setbacks. Billy and Billy Hoyle loses his his money repeatedly. And we think that he gets damn near whacked by these uh, loan collectors or whatever. Loan shark mobsters, yeah. Yeah, Wesley Snipes' character, his fucking house gets broken into. Shit gets stolen at the Vista Views, where there ain't no Vista, there ain't no views. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just good, good old-fashioned fun. Do you remember the the scene where um, the the shooting? And they're, they're putting money on, on the shots or whatever. Yeah. And and I've, I was snapped such a shot. He leaves his hand up there. So pretty. So pretty. So pretty. So pretty. Yeah, it's got a lot. Like I said, it's got a lot of memorable scenes and so forth. But I don't know. Like I said, maybe I, I'll go back and rewatch it now. Because honestly, I've only watched like bits and pieces of it over over the years. Like when I saw it, I was, pre- um, you know, I was you know, fairly young, so I didn't understand some of the dynamics at play, what they were talking about and so forth. Maybe if I go back and watch it, I'll probably push it back up the list if we ever do another talk, you know, show about this again. Right. But we'll come back to white men can't jump. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. All Number right. four for me, um, probably is high up on a, a lot higher, probably number one for a lot of people. For me, it's number four. Um it's Hoosiers, starring Gene Hackman. Oh, uh, see, so you're gonna find it corny, but I mean, it's a classic um, David and Goliath, you know, basketball type movie. You know, small small Indiana school, you know, small town Indiana school, coached by um, uh, what's his name, Gene Hackman, who's a disgraced former like college coach, and you know, he's trying to you know get his respectability back or whatever, or he's seeking redemption. And, you know, it got, it's actually, you know, it kind of, it t- kind of tugs at the harsh because he ends up, you know, cheering for these guys because they're a bunch of small town guys. Some of them don't even have indoor plumbing. It's set in the 1950s, you know, 1950s basketball, but you know, it's just, it, it, it's just entertaining and teaches, you know, about team, teamwork, sticking together, sticking to, you know, sticking to what you know how to do and doing the best job possible, you know, and good things can happen. Um, I remember like the pregame speech in the semifinal, like he told him like, forget about, you know, making the finals and don't focus on the other team, how big they are, their fancy uh, uniforms and all that. It's like, focus on what got you here. Focus on your fundamentals, teamwork, defense. Don't worry about winning or losing, you know, it's like, just focus on that play your, you know, play your game. It really inspiring. That's true in today, you know, today's world, you know, you, you know, especially in today's games and stuff. Um, let's see. Um, what else did I like about it? Um, oh, yeah. When they, they did make it to the championship game and they got to go for shoot around and practice at the arena that they're going to play um, the final in. And they get in there. He takes them before, you know, they go change to practice. He takes them out onto the court. And he calls one of the players over, has him stand underneath the basket, underneath the hoop, 
and then he goes to the finish line with a measuring tape and hand, you know hands one in and measures it and it's like how much is it it's like 15 feet then he gets another kid over here puts him up on the other player's shoulder and then right by the rim and he held him the measuring tape and he drops it down to the floor how much is it 10 feet and it's like see that's exactly the same measurements as our hoops back in our gym back um in our hometown just because we're in this big gigantic arena which you guys have never been in doesn't matter nothing you know and everything looks daunting and stuff it's those same baskets same measurements nothing's changed play your game and so forth and that you know right there that gives confidence because these are like i said these guys are all small town guys you know middle of from the middle of like what indiana you know all they know is corn and whatever and, but your white boys yeah it's white boys i mean but i mean but you going into any, you know, it's a good lesson for anybody going into a new situation. You step into a new job or whatever, a new role in life, and you're daunted by it. But that kind of thing, like, remember, it's the same, you know, same measurements. Of just you know how to play the game. Just stick to your fundamentals. You know, do you know, do your work. So it's great. I mean, it's, it probably is corny, kind of hokey, but I don't know. It works for me. So that's my. Um, that's why it's uh, what you call it there. It's number five. Um, what's your number three? Or did you do a number three? I thought you just gave me a number four. I did four and five. All right. Okay. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't jump is five. Hoosiers is number four. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna hit you with my number four. Okay. Uh, and unlike Hoosiers, which came out in '86, this came out ten years later in 1996. And this movie, my friends, is called Space Jam. Oh. <laughs> it is called Space Jam. And you already know who stars in Space Jam. The yes. GOAT. Yes. Michael. Black Jesus. Jordan. Black Jesus. And it's not just him, man. It's not just him. There's a lot of people in this movie. Uh, Wayne Knight, he's in it. He's the one that plays uh, Stedman in Seinfeld. No, it's Newman. Newman. Stedman. Stedman. <laughs> Say Oprah, come on! <laughs> uh, hello, Newman. 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 And he also plays. Um, I think he was by Dennis Nedry in the original Jurassic Park. He was the one who. Yeah, um, he, he's the fat ass that got ate by the uh, the dinosaur. Yeah, he's the one who the park. Yeah. Well, and little known fact, because we've come full circle, we were talking about Coach Carter, and guess who was in Coach Carter? Who was also in Jurassic Park? Oh, Sam Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. yeah. He got um, ate by dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> a, a dinosaur ate me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what 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 else can you say about Space Jam, man? It had Larry Bird in it. Bill Murray was in it. I mean, Charles Barkley was one of the monsters. Patrick Ewing was Patrick one Ewing. of the monsters. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley, Larry Bird. Johnson. Muggsy. Yes. A lot of people don't know that Muggsy's uh, real name is Tyrone, but Muggsy's just his yeah. nickname. No, no fact. But, I mean, Space Jam is just good, wholesome fun, man. Like It's fun. I get you. I, I mean, fun I'll, movie. I'll rewatch it over and over. It just wasn't enough realistic basketball for me. Well, of course not, because it's goddamn looney tunes kevin i know but you can't, you can't expect it and i could tell you this much right now space jam was not a fucking snoozer like hoosiers was no i mean you're the you're probably the only person in the world who um 
who thinks Hoosiers was a snoozer. It's a great movie. You're the one who works with kids. It's got great lessons in there to teach kids as they go yeah. further in life. As as the space cat. And and guess what? Guess, guess what uh movie we're gonna play for the kids like the Hoosiers. <laughs> playing Space Jam. Damn it. <laughs> Don't. Um but I mean I what else can you say about Space Jam though? Like for real. Like it, it's just fun. The Looney Tunes are in it. He's playing Michael Jordan's play against fucking monsters. Uh is a great voice cast. And it came out with a video game too. So Did there? Was there a video game? Yeah, Space Jam video game, I believe. I remember playing it on Super Nintendo. I don't remember that video game. I'd have to I have to tri- uh, triple check. Huh. Space Jam. Really? Huh. I remember the soundtrack. Had the Quad City DJs on there. You remember the Quad City DJs? Dude, that was definitely a video game. Um, <laughs> Quad City DJs? I, I, don't rem- I don't remember the video game. Just like I don't remember there was a video game called White Man Can't Jump, but apparently there was. Right. Hey, Space-, Space Jam, the soundtrack, and the video game? Also fire, though. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I never played the game. Fly like an eagle into the future. Yeah, uh, Robert Kelly was on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Monica, though. Monica, for you, I will. Yeah. Yes. That was Salt and Pepper. Yes, that was a great song. Uh, what, what else was on there? I Turn to You, All for One was on there. All for One was on there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. I remember Chris Rock was on that on that soundtrack also. I think he was just talking. I like a skit? No, it was a track on the album. Stop it. Yeah, Chris, oh, yeah bas- Basketball Jones. Yeah, I got a Basketball Jones. I got a Basketball Jones. All right, we're losing listeners just because of listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, Space Jam is it's a great comedy, great animation. At the time, you know? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. How do you feel, feel about the remake with LeBron? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not mad because I know LeBron is probably, actually, arguably the best player of, of his specific decade. Generation? Um, yeah. Because he's been um, here longer than a decade now, hasn't he? This is true. He's been in the league for like 17 years, but has it been 17 years? I feel like it. 2003. Uh, I mean, he's, ball, he's been bald so for that long. So it's genetic. I mean, he can't be the perfect human being, but 23 Jordan, 23 LeBron, like him, it just makes sense. I mean, I I can't really think of another player who's at the pinnacle of basketball stardom. To, to star in the next Space Jam other than, than LeBron, so. Def? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so, but it's 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 not as fun making, like, a, a movie with a player that can't dunk like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Steph sure. is more like finesse and flash. He's a yeah. Even though LeBron is also finesse and flash, but he's, yeah. he's a he's big He's got the power when, he, when he, he needs to have the power. Nasty. Yeah. Nasty. But we got to remember that three pointers cost more than two. But yeah. anyways, that's my pick for number four. <laughs> Space Jam. All right, what's your number three? My number three is actually Love and Basketball. Oh, Love okay. and Basketball. This, this movie came out back in two thousand, uh, and it's basically about uh, a love story between Monica and Quincy, and basically the love for basketball. How 
how their relationship, quote unquote, uh, grows, ascends, and descends, how they split apart. Um, and when I was doing research on this movie, uh, it was interesting because so many people uh, said that they hated this movie because it's not really a love story. And and this is the premise. This is the reason why. So this saying that uh, Sanaa Lathan's character, Monica, was a fucking fool for staying yeah. in love. Yeah. They, they thought that she was weak, that they thought she was a fool for being in love with Quincy because played by Omar Epps because Quincy just kept doing her wrong you know that is I mean they do have a point there he was he was pretty selfish he he was I mean he wasn't always that selfish it wasn't until in the movie he found out that his his pops had been like cheating on his moms for a while that then he's like oh well I guess I'm gonna be an asshole too and just cheat the woman I'm supposed to be in love with terribly and but but this movie has just like in Space Jam and um, who, uh, Finding Force. So this movie had a couple scenes where that where I just I just loved it. Of course, there's the scene where they're playing that Maxwell song and <laughs> the the love making uh, scene that they have in there, which is very memorable. But also like the the one on one basketball scene, a little towards the end where they're where Monica, he, played, he played her for her or she played him for his love or whatever yeah for his heart uh and he he ends up beating her um and of course she's pissed she's about to walk walk away and then omar omar Epps goes uh what does he say it's like double or nothing some shit like that yeah <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't know the morning i i seen that movie i think i owned the vhs or maybe the dvd of it yeah but the more I think about it, I'm just like, I kind of agree with the people hating on it. She, she was too, so good. Dude, dude I'm kind of thinking of it too. But you know what? There's been so many songs that that were about how you're just a fool in love. True. True she love, is, love, love, love is mine, but I mean, I guess, you know, when you, you hold you hold out for that one true love and then you um you don't settle for anything else. You know, you either win it, you gotta get that you find that true love, or you don't. I mean, in this case, she held out for it and he eventually changed his mind and you know, right. got together. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I kinda have to agree with the people say <laughs> she was well, a fool. Well, to to combat that position. Okay. People say that Sinan Lathan's character Monica was a fool. Mm-hmm. But I'd, I'd also say that Omar Epps's character was also a fool because he he did not see the greatness that was in, right in front of him this whole time. He had like an everlasting love from the beginning. But yeah, let me ask you this. How many people at that age, you're in high school, you're a star basketball player, you got girls, you know, how many people see that? How many people recognize that? But but it wasn't just from high school. This this love relationship started from when they were young. Remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, they were kids. Yeah, they were kids. He pushed her. She got like a little scab or whatever, a little yeah, little cut. Uh, but I mean, it's a it's a fairy tale love story. It's, no, but it it also shows growth though. Mm-hmm. You know, both True. emotionally. 
and um, physically, you know, because they both love the basketball, you know, basketball, because it's what brought them pretty much together. Yeah. And they kept playing and playing, but over time, their love for each other, you know, also grew. Mm-hmm. And it grew from a friendship into a, a romantic relationship. It just took a while for them to realize it or him to realize it. But he did treat her like a dog, though. I mean, he was a dog too, though. So, yeah. but I'm still not gonna change my pick. I no, no, no. I, you know. I wouldn't change. You know, don't change. I mean, just like I'm not gonna change. Probably not gonna change. Um, Scotty White Man Can't Jump from number five. First of all, you're tripping. Also, this is another another movie uh, where the whole leaving a hand up there thing mm-hmm. uh, was was in the movie. Monica. Uh, Monica shoots a, a three or a jumper she just leaves her hand up there and the coach gets pissed he's like you know what leave your shit up there the whole practice no showboating can't do that right. old school we don't show up the other team it's about respect you young bucks don't know that <laughs> right <laughs> all right um let's take a break before we come back and then we'll actually let's take a break. Yeah, before we um get through our what our top two. Actually, I still have to do my third, but we'll do, we'll do it after the break. This is the This and That podcast. I'm Kevin. This is Maverick. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the This and Dot podcast. I'm Kevin with This is Mav. All right. So we've been talking about our top five um, basketball movies um, so far. Mav has given you his top three, which are my fifth one was Finding Forrester, number four was Space Jam, and number my number three was Love and Basketball. All right, so I've given you what two Hoosiers. out of my top five. You gave, number five you, was you gave um, us, uh, White Man Can't Jump. Yes, White Man Can't Jump. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. So now coming to my top three is Hoop Dreams. Technically, this is not a movie; it's a documentary, but. I think it's a it's a awesome awesome documentary. Um, should have been nominated for more Oscars than it did. I mean, a lot of movie stars and in, in the movie making industry and so forth, they had to um, rally and call out the Motion Picture um, Association for not nominating for more. Um, it eventually got nominated for um, best um, editing, and it lost to freaking um, Forrest Gump, which is ridiculous, but whatever. Um, but essentially, Hoop Dreams, it's a documentary about these two inner city basketball players um, from Chicago, and it chronicles them from their high school career, and them trying to make it to the NBA. Um, um, the, the story behind all of this, how this became about was these two filmmakers, they decided um, to make a, they wanted to do a documentary, it's supposed to be a 30 minute documentary that's going to air, was going to air on PBS. Uh, about the two inner city basketball students. Um, but they end up, they started recording in 1986 and they end up with like 300 plus hours of film. And when they finally got down to editing it, they were able to make it into a good, um, about, I think it was a two hour documentary. I can't remember, but it pretty much follows them through high school. Like both, both players come from very poor backgrounds and they're really good at basketball. One of them, um, William Gates, he was touted as the next Isaiah Thomas. And both of them, they got recruited to this prep school, St. Joseph's in um, Chicago, 
Isaiah Thomas, he played there as well. Um, and I think um, in one of the clips, you can see one of them trying to play Isaiah Thomas one and one. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. But so they both end up at St. Joseph. But one of them, um, the younger one, author A.G., he was um, let go by um, by St. Joseph because I guess he couldn't have the tuition money or and also the coach didn't think he was tall enough or he wasn't going to grow in, you know, grow it grow tall enough to be on the team and whatever. So he ends up going to public school, but William Gates, he continued there and so forth, but it's really great because both players are really um, poor. They've suffered a lot of tragedy in their lives. Absentee father, older brother, you know, in gang and drugs and what have you. And they struggled at one point throughout the movie, Arthur Agee, his family, they couldn't afford to pay the electricity. So the electricity in their apartment got turned off. And the filmmakers, they had to pay the electric company to get the um, the lights turned back on, so they could um, so they could um, have some light and so forth, you know. But it, it um, in the end, um, it's kind of sad because see how they get worked by the system, both of them. Um, like William Gates, he was really good. He had poor um, ACT scores, and then he got a knee injury and so forth, and. To see it, the coach, the coaching staff at St. Joe's, they kind of um, kind of forced him back too early. And it seems like he never fully recovered from that. Mm. And um, author A.G., he never got a, it seems like he never got a fair shake at, um, at uh, St. Joseph's. But by him going into public, going to public school and playing ball for Mar- um, Marshall, which is the high school, and there was the Marshall Commandos, he had a great um he had a great basketball coach there who actually you know was a great mentor looked out for um kids like him and so forth and actually he had a great career there at um at Marshall because in um in the in the um, hoop dreams in the um he eventually um takes the school you know, he's a um, the bas- uh, he's a captain of the team and he leads them all the way to the the semifinal in the state tournament because in, in Illinois they have this huge state state high school basketball tournament where like all the different high schools are the public or private. If they're good enough or they make it to that point, um, they get into the tournament. Um, St. Joseph's with William Gates, they make it there as well, but they don't have as much success as, um, as um, AG does. But it was great. I mean, in the end, both players, they never made it to the NBA, which is sad because like in one of the, um, in one of the scenes, I remember um, one of the summer camps that William Gates goes to, um, mm-hmm. It was put on by Nike. Um, there mm-hmm. was um, Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, and Jawan Howard. Wow. Yeah, Fab they were part five. of the you know Michigan Fab Five there. Yeah, and those guys. You know, those all three guys. They end up making it to the NBA. And this guy, this guy was dunking on them. He was probably better than a other player. You know, a couple of them, I think. But you know, it's kind of it's kind of sad what happened to see. But it's also eye opener to see how the system uses these players especially at such a young age, like, like you were saying, it's kind of like similar to um, uh, finding Forrester, you know, mm-hmm. he comes from a poor background. They go to school, oh, he can play ball. That's all they want him to do. Right. You know, they don't really care about anything else. They don't care. He's smart. He can do other things. It's like, you're here to play basketball. Just do that. And opens up your eyes to how cruel this world can be. You know, people just use people, you know, just to get, right. to, to get to where they're at. I mean, eventually, though, I mean, after the uh, after the fil- um, film aired, 
the guys, uh, their families, they weren't able to collect any money from the, um, the money from the film because they would have, um, they were ruled ineligible by the uh, NCAA fuckers. They're a billion dollar industry, <laughs> but I mean, they were, yeah. So they eventually got their money and both, um, both guys were able to um, move out, move their families out of the projects and um, you know, into better neighborhoods and, you know, have, um, have a pretty decent life. Like author AG, he became a motivational, motivational speaker and so forth. William Gate, um, he went to Marquette for right. um, some seasons and stuff, but um, you know, he never had a really great college career. He started working different businesses and stuff from what I did some research on, but um, he never, he was, he entered um, depression and so forth. And then, what I read also when Jordan was making his comeback from baseball, he called him to work out with him to get in shape because he wanted him to get a shot in the NBA. And he was mm-hmm. doing that and doing that. But then he, um, he pulled out of it as like better players came along to help Jordan train and so forth. And Jordan was telling him like, no, your spot is assured. Just keep coming. But he never did. Eventually he became like a preacher. He was okay. doing that. Um, you know, pre, you know, became a preacher at a church in his um, old um, old neighborhood. And then last thing I read that he ended up moving to San Antonio to get away from like Chicago life to see something different with his family and so forth. So that's the story. Arthur Ag, um, yeah, he became a motiva- motivational speaker. Um, his father ended up getting ki- um, robbed and killed, which is sad. Yeah. And then William Gates' brother, he was also um, carjacked and killed. So a lot of tragedy in there, but it's a really great movie or documentary. Really opens your eyes up to see how hard it is. Also, kind of takes the fun out of um, out of sports, also too. But still, um, still a great movie. So that's my number three, right there. Yeah, I can't even get mad at that, man. Um, I I didn't consider this uh, as one of my mo- movies just because it was like a doc documentary but i remember watching this movie yeah uh, a long time ago it was great it, it, it's a long ass movie but, uh, oh, another follow-up to uh, like author ag um mm-hmm. a few years back um he also um he was like um he helped put together this uh, movie called um, hoop reality mm. which is kind of like the unofficial sequel to hoop dreams and it chronicles mm-hmm. patrick beverly some um, basketball career from like um, throughout his high school days and eventually making it to the NBA because Patrick Beverly is from um, that from area. Shy, yeah. yeah. So hoop reality. Hoop reality. It, yeah. I think they came out like an uh, 07. I believe so. I don't know. I've, I never even heard of it until I kind of looked up stuff on, um, on hoop dreams. And oh. I was like, like rewatching scenes and so forth. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Hey, Chicago's got some hoopers. Oh man. yeah. I remember in um, early 2000s, there used to be um, on Fox Sports, um, Fox Sports Networks on their regional networks. Mm-hmm. They used to air this um, reality series that follows um, these high school, all these different high school basketball players called Hoop, um, Hoops, Chicago Hoops or something like that. And it featured um, Eddie Curry, Sean yep. Dockery, and a couple of other guys. I remember Eddie Curry, he made it to the NBA, but mm-hmm. then... Yeah, you yeah you all know his tale, and then Sean Dockery he ended up at Duke, but I don't know what happened to him after that. 
Yeah, that's hoop dreams though, man. It's got some great basketball scenes. I love the um the scenes from like the state tournament, especially when um what you call it there, um, AG and the Marshall Commandos were down there because they had like a run and gun style, and like they had a, they played a lot. You know, some teams that were just big and slow, but they were running and gunning and hitting threes, man. It was awesome. It was nice. It was um it's a nice um like nice um, basketball moments in there. I remember um also. Like William Gates, he was dunking before he even got into high school, man. That's how much hops he had. If so, only, man. <laughs> if only I know. <laughs> All right. So, what's your number two? My number two is uh, a movie that came out, and I believe ninety-eight. Uh, it's called He Got Game. Oh, he got game. Yes, he got game. Uh, yeah. he got game is basically about. Uh, this high school cat named Jesus Shuttlesworth. He's like a highly recruited uh, player, and all all the big name uh, colleges want to to sign this cat. And he's played by uh, another none other than Ray Allen, this Jesus Jesus Shuttlesworth, and his dad Jake Shuttlesworth is played uh, by. Uh, I was, I was going to try to do my Denzel impersonation. I can't do <laughs> you know how he has that laugh. I'm not even going to try to do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but I'm like, I'm, I'm mimicking the, his, <laughs> his body language as he laughs. You motherfuckers. Uh, but yeah, so so in the, in the movie, um, Jake Shuttlesworth, is told that he can get less time on his sentence because that's right. Backstory: backstory Jake, uh, Jake Shuttlesworth, uh, Denzel's character, killed uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth's mom. It's manslaughter. Yes, um, but he's he. Jake Shuttlesworth is trying to get uh, Jesus to sign to to. Do you remember what college it was? Big State. Big State. Yeah, it was a really generic generic universe i'm like come on come on spike lee you could right you could have come with a better name than that man big yeah. state <laughs> but but this is like you said this is a spike lee movie and yeah. spike lee rarely puts bad shit out yeah um and and in, in this movie we get to see uh all the pressure that these highly touted and highly recruited players have to go through and their decisions and uh, they're worried about how they're going to be able to provide for the family and stuff. Um, but a lot of the movie is sort of uh, focused on that struggle between Jesus, uh, his, his basketball and his, his, his father. Um, there's, there's a great scene where uh, Jake Shuttlesworth is just being hard as fuck on Jesus Shuttlesworth uh, when they're at the, the park. Was this when he was a kid? When he was when a he was a kid. Yes, dude. Okay. Being hard as shit on, yes. on a kid. Okay, so you know, hoop dreams is um no, hoop dreams is number three for me. He got game is number two for me also. So, cool. so yeah, that scene right there where he's like, you know, just going at him, just jawing at him, and just punking him, pushing him, fouling him, you know, everything, not showing him no mercy and all that. It right. just kind of makes it popped in my head, like wondering, it's like. Was this how LeVar Ball was with um, Lonzo? <laughs> all, all three of them kids, man. Lonzo. I know, I know but he, 
he was going hard at it, man. Hey, look, hey, it's like what uh, Denzel's character said. Like, yeah, uh, you, the only why, reason why I put you so hard is so you can get to the next level. So, True. I mean, maybe he was playing that, you know, that Jordan role that Jordan had on his team. True. He was being hard as shit and, you know, getting getting them to go go past their limits. Yeah. I guess. Pushing them to the other limit. But at some point, though, part of me kind of feels like he probably should have kind of explained that to his son. Because at, at that age, you know, you're a little kid and you're like, you're supposed to be my dad. You're supposed to be protecting me. You know, you're not supposed to be, you know, yeah, you, you get mad at me when I mess up and do something. You're not supposed to be treating me like this when I'm, you know. So at that age, I can see why, you know, he um he he rebelled against that or he's um what you call it there he turned against his father and doesn't like him doesn't care for him doesn't want to talk to him because he's still angry about that you know and angry about him killing the mom you know because the mom showed him the love and affection that he wanted and he never got that from his father he got a he got a bully from his father and that you know that would mess with any kid i mean yeah you you know but yeah, go on, man, go on. Yeah, I mean, this is just a this is just a great movie. I thought I thought it was a pretty cool cast. Uh, I mean, I was only I was pretty young when I when I seen this movie. I was only like uh, eleven or twelve, but I remember just seeing boobies in this movie and stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus, Rosario Dawson, Lala. <laughs> yeah, Rosario Dawson was in this thing. Um, I, I think. Uh, in one of the clips, uh, he goes to college and and they try to get him to. to oh yeah, college. the recruiter. The, yeah. the recruiters, yeah, and they pretty much like get two strippers or two hookers to. Yeah. To, with the, oh, yeah, they were supposed to be students. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to give the movie away if if no, anyone has. Yeah, I, I hear. What I love about um. He got game also is exposes what also the darker side of like basketball also like how p you know it could be your loved ones like his family like his uncle his his girlfriend everybody was all trying to get a piece you know get a piece mm-hmm. uh, you know or get their get their cut based off of his all his hard work and everything. Like right. girlfriend, she was, you know, she was talking to agents and all that stuff. Like I remember when she set up that meeting with that agent telling him to don't go, don't go, don't go to college, go pro. And he showed him like this, he asked him, uh, asked him about the watch on his hand. He's like, how much that watch costs? It's like $89.95. He's like, agent was like, look at this. You know how much this is? Like, no, it's like $36,000. It's like um, having a Corvette on your wrist, you know? Right. Like, this is what I can get for you, you know? Like, and then his uncle, his uncle, like, picks him up in a Lexus and driving. And he's like, what are you doing? Where did you get this car from? It's like, oh, they just let, you know, they just gave it to me as a loaner until you, you know, until you go pro and, you know, you can pay it off, whatever. But it's like, no, get rid of it because, like, it's a recruitment violation. It's, you know, it's all kind of violations here. Right. Even his coach was had given him like $10,000 cash to take care of stuff. And it's just like, wow, this is the type of stuff that actually goes on behind the scenes that nobody knows about or sees, especially back in the day. Cause this came out in the nineties. We didn't have social media. Like cameras weren't everywhere. Like they are today. And people posting stuff on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, you know, 
none of right. that stuff existed. Um, so it was, it was a lot more secretive. So you could get away with a lot more. I mean, you could still get away with a lot of illegal <laughs> stuff today. Now you just, right. you just got to know how to hide it better. You know, just All right. filming it. Don't be posting pictures and stuff. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he got games. Definitely one of my favorite. Funny thing about this movie, I saw the. I went to an advanced screening for it when it first came out. So it came out in '98. Back then, um, you remember, you know, CMC TV, right? Local uh, independent channel here in the Bay. Chewy area. Gomez. Yeah, Chewy Gomez, and they always, you know, they had play hip hop and R and B music in the afternoon and stuff. I was watching it, and they had a contest to win free tickets. And I, you know, they were looking for caller twenty six, man. I jumped on the phone. This is back when we still had landlines. No, you know, no cell phones. Cell phones were starting to come out, but it was super expensive and all that. So I was on the phone. I was just hitting redial, 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 and I got into it. And I won two free tickets for that. Were you like a, a teenager at this point? No, I had just started junior college, dude. I was like probably what a year or two into junior college. This was twenty two years ago, Kevin. Shut up. Yeah. Stop judging me, bro. <laughs> Don't get old too, motherfucker. Eventually, eventually. But yeah, but yeah. That's how I yeah, I went to advanced screening for it. It was so good though. I was so stoked. I liked it though. I love yeah. it. Another thing I loved about it is um the soundtrack. Soundtrack was done. The only artist on the soundtrack was Public Enemy. Um and it also you know, it was the soundtrack to the movie, but it was also one of their one of their albums, one of their official albums that they released. Really? Yeah, I did, I did not know that. Thanks yeah, for public. The, yeah, it's only Public Enemy on the track. Ah, I did, I, did, I had no idea. I guess that was a. Uh, who who do you think made the decision to just strictly go Public Enemy on that? You think Spike. that was all Spike? Spike. Yeah. You know, you know, Spike, Spike the power. Yeah, you know, Spike. Spike. You know, he has. His hands in everything in his movies. I mean, he pretty much makes all the decisions on everything on there, you know. And for this type of for this type of movie, I mean, he you know it's it's probably very personal to him. So, you know, um, let me ask you this though: for about this movie, do you think it's more of a father son relationship, or is it and with basketball just as the the setting the setting? Or is it more basketball and the evils of, you know, of, of professional sports and college sports with the father and son entanglement in there? I, I'd say that. I'd say that. But also, when, when you bring up the point that it seemed like everyone wanted to dip their hands into his pockets. Yeah. It seemed like no one was truly uh, in favor of, Jesus Shuttlesworth's own decisions and his own free will. No, like, yeah, they everyone, don't, yeah, they including his father, yeah, even including his father, wanted. Well, when I look at it like that, like his father, yeah, he probably did want to get his sentence shortened, but I think by the end of the movie, that changes. He realizes, you know, he has a better better opportunity here to reconcile with his son because think about it, all this time that he's away in jail how many times does his son visit him his son doesn't want nothing to do with him doesn't want to talk to him doesn't want to have any pictures about him. his daughter is super happy to see him and all of that but 
Oh, oh, he he did have a, a yeah, a he had a daughter. sister. Yeah, 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 and he was uh, she was like studying or something. Yeah, you remember? She was like, uh, uh, like, what are you what are you studying? She's like, uh, cells. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there, yeah, there is um, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, but everybody's trying to you know get their cut off of his um off of his uh hard work right so definitely brings that out. i mean that is true nowadays like how many times you've seen um story about professional athletes they signed a fat contract and yeah well they got this relative asking for this this that you know and it's like oh snap it's like yeah all of a sudden that. all of a sudden oh, like all of a sudden oh you took care of me as a child too huh yeah yeah Oh, right. you did what? Really? Oh, you gave me five dollars back in the day, so you want fifty thousand dollars now to do what? You know that type right. of thing. Um, all right. So in this, um, in he got game, there was some NBA players featured in there. Like you saw highlights of you and Michael Jordan and stuff in there. But in actual roles in there, you have um, Rick Fox, Travis Best, and Walter McCarty. I oh yeah. I remember the name Walter McCarty, but I can't place what team he was on. I remember Travis Best, he played for the um the Pacers. Pacers. Yeah. Pacers. But I can't. Oh, um also at the um in one of the second to last scene, Denzel and um Jesus plays one on one. Um Denzel wasn't supposed to score. He was supposed to get blown out, like he's supposed to lose like eleven nothing. Right. But, I guess during uh, when they were doing like shooting and stuff, he shot the ball and it was supposed to break, but it went in and kept making it. So they're like, ah, screw it. Let's roll with it. I mean, you know, it'd be more dramatic. Supposedly Denzel was like, man, I ain't going out like that. I, you know, I can for play. Sure. Especially yeah. when you do an Afro for the part. You're like, yeah. Fuck that. I mean, also Denzel, I guess he was, um, he played um, on the JV team at Fordham University where he was coached by uh, PJ Carlissimo former warrior and trailblazer head coach pj with the choke out yeah <laughs> but i i've met pj pj is actually a really cool guy really i don't cool. doubt it i don't doubt it a good guy i like pj let you know don't but keep going i still I, hey spreewell is probably still my favorite warrior player of all time do you give me shit for loving jay rich and monte spreewell dude like he was nice i'm not gonna lie Freewell was the man, dude, like back in the 90s when we had nothing. And then he teamed up with Chris Weber and um, Joe Smith. For like a year. We went to the, we went to the, uh, we went to the playoffs. We got spanked by the Suns and Barkley because Weber dunked on Barkley. <laughs> and then Nike used it in the commercial. <laughs> but it was, it was fun though. I remember that game. Like Barkley, um, he was playing defense on um, Weber. Whoever got the ball and put it behind the back, just came down and just threw it down on Barkley. It don't get better than that, dude. That was awesome, dude. <laughs> and then, but I didn't know Barkley took it the wrong way and was just like, okay, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna take it out on y'all. I'm gonna murder you warriors. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're winning championships, so Yeah. Well, yeah, we got three championships. Barkley still has zero. He can he, he can dunk on us all he wants. We still got more championship. He's still hating on us now. Talking about jump shooting sure. team never win um a championship. I full hate Draymond too. Oh 
<laughs> but Draymond always just just talks shit because he knows he can't. Yeah. You know, Draymond's just a shit talker. Like Draymond would fit in great in White Man Can't Jump. He'd fill in great with the Detroit Pistons. Oh yeah, Pistons, the Knicks from the nineties. White Man Can't Jump, dude. Remember when <laughs> he was out, he was trash talking with um with Paul Pierce. And he was like, they don't love you. He thought you were going to get a parade like Kobe. They don't love you like that, bro. Oh, yeah. He said, <laughs> you, you, you think you're going to get a farewell tour like Kobe? They don't love you like that. <laughs> they don't love you like that. And like, he's in the middle of the game playing when he's saying Talking shit. <laughs> Talking the craziest shit. I love it, though. Draymond is definitely one of those guys that you you hate. Oh, yeah. He's not on your team. Mm-hmm. But if he's on your team, like, yeah, I fuck with this dude. Oh, yeah. Like, Patrick <laughs> Beverly has the same sort of, I, I guess, stigma also. Like, people fucking hate Pat Bev. Because all the antics he does, oh, all the uh, shit yeah. he does, all the shit he does off court. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's good. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Rodman would do shit like that. You remember, like, the 97, 98 finals when he was going up against Malone? And they were fighting for the loose ball. He kept tripping Malone. They kept falling over each other. <laughs> and then he slapped Malone on the butt. And then Malone slapped him back. <laughs> on the butt. And he was like, ah, that hurt. <laughs> uh-huh. Malone's a big ass dude. Oh, yeah. But I saw um, after the, these last episodes of Last Dance, and, you know, they, they played the jazz in the finals both years. And people were like, oh, yeah, Malone, he, he came on the bus and shook hands. And congratulated them after you know, it was like that was great of it. And then people commenting, it was like, yeah, fuck Malone. He fathered, he he had a kid with a thirteen year old girl. He's a fucking pedophile. So, yeah, Malone supposedly had kids. He had a child with a thirteen year old girl or something, and then denied, didn't want to pay child support or something. I don't know. Okay, I don't well, know. The story, allegedly, we're gonna have to do I, that. I, I don't know. Yeah, allegedly, but. That's what Twitter was saying. I'd, I'd have to do more research about that. Oh, Twitter, I miss you so much. Such a mess, and I love it. Oh, man. Oh, but yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, but Hoop Dreams is great, man. I love that movie. It's a great movie. I mean, Denzel kicked ass in there. He Remember got game. You, you, uh, oh, yeah. Not Hoop Dreams. I'm sorry. He got game. Getting confused. Sorry. It's all good. It's getting late. Oh, you also remember um, when he went to go buy the basketball shoes, the new Jordans, and the yeah, guy's going to put it on his foot and rolled up, pull up his his pants. It's like, off the tracker. Yeah, he the, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, got yeah. Got the little ankle monitor. Yeah, I got the, I got the condition, you know, got cancer, you know, you know, for cancer. And the dude was like, yeah, my brother got the same cancer. Only thing is on his right leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the, uh, I got the arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry, not cancer, arthritis or so. But all right, so that was number two. All right, that was my number two. What is what is your number two? It was um, he got game. Oh, we both got great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah. What's your number one? I'm gonna hit you with my number one because you had already mentioned this movie, and my number one was White Men Can't Jump. Oh, you had it at five. Go ahead, go ahead. I would love to hear why it's number one, please. Number one, first of all, it's everything you want in a movie. It's has great characters, has a great cast. It is fucking hilarious. There's titties involved. There's uh, R- R- Rosie Perez. Okay, 
I still Come prefer Rosario's better. Whatever, man. <laughs> anyway, our drama doesn't. But yeah, this movie was just—I just remember this movie because there's so many memorable parts of this movie. Uh, these two cats, they're like ebony and ivory, like I mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to uh, finesse uh, other basketball teams and other basketball players. Uh, they get into some. Both of them get into a little bit of trouble. Uh, they end up counting on on each other on and off the court, like like their their brothers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's parts in this movie where, uh, like for instance, when they're playing basketball uh, at the beach, mm-hmm. we mentioned this already. We go with Sizzla. We go with There's that part. There's uh, the the great Jeopardy part when uh, Rosie, Rosie Perez's character is on Jeopardy, and I'm a little biased because I I love Jeopardy myself. Yeah, my um, mom loves Jeopardy too. Dude, Jeopardy's the every shit, night. Man. Shout out Alex Trebek. I hope he's all right. Yeah, um, he's still he's still fighting, man. He's still fighting. He's still got I, a lot of spirit to him. I love it. I love it. But yeah, this this movie is just entertaining. Um, and 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 it, it not only focuses on basketball, but also just the the faults that people have. Uh, the it comes down to the decision making. Mm-hmm. And how how one wrong decision can make you make the best thing in your life just go away and leave you, which yeah. is in uh, uh, Billy's case, um, Rosie Perez's character. Yeah, he yeah she left him. She fucking left him because he. I mean, she. But she told him though. No, he, exactly. He couldn't leave the hustler life alone. He couldn't, she, man. She wanted something more stable. Exactly. And she's like, yeah, you, you fucking all this up. I, I just want all this Jeopardy money. You yeah. know? You just and gotta you go. go. And, and see, you know what, though? See, here's the thing. See, that's why I respect Rosie, Rosie's character more than mm-hmm. I would. I um, What's her name? Not my character okay. from Love and Basketball. You see, how many times, you know, and she kept taking him back. Right. But Rosie was like, you know what? Screw this. I can't, can't do it no more. Yeah, more power to her, man. She just left while she just skated away. She was on the rollerblades at yeah. that time. Skated away. I mean, shoot, wouldn't you do that? I would probably do the same thing. I wouldn't give him a give him as much chance. Well, it's it's hard to say because it wasn't like he was just trying to go to this basketball tournament just for shits and giggles. It yeah, it was legit. He wanted to help his homeboy out. Yeah. Who had already hustled him and had him lose all his money. Remember? Sydney double-crossed him to get back at him. This is true. And then when they won the, um, that two-on-two tournament, um, Sydney took his money because um, Billy couldn't dunk. Yep. You know? I mean, as a friend right there, I wouldn't have taken his money. Even though we bet, I wouldn't. I was like, nah, man. You know, what kind of friend does that, bro? Wait, okay. So, did he take did he swindle him after they won the tournament? No, he swindled him before, right? Because, but then he uh, dunked in the last tournament, he he dunked in the last tournament, but he swindled, he had swindled him before because 
to get back at him for when when they first met and Billy beat him twice. Mm-hmm. So he swindled him. And then Rosie's character had to go to um, Wesley's um, house and meet with his wife. I told him, like, your husband stole money from my man. Mm-hmm. The women sat down and hatched out. Say, like, okay, we'll split the money. How about that? So, check. yeah. So, and but then after that, which we call it there, um, after they won the two and two tournament, and that was supposed to be it. Um, Billy kept talking about he can dunk, he can dunk, and they had a bet, and he put up the his, what his five grand that they won, his cut of mm-hmm. the money, saying that he could dunk. And what um, Sydney gave him like three chances and he missed them. You know? And then he still took the money knowing what would happen. You know, come on, man. That right there, I, I thought that was fucked up. I would be like, you know what? Keep the money, whatever. Buy me a drink down the road or something like that. But mm-hmm. that was just, that's just me. I mean, they were doing each other dirty. No yeah. Doubt about it. But I think, I think it was a great movie. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different dynamics between uh, just Gloria and Billy and their relationship and then Sydney and Billy and their relationship and just their whole relationship with basketball sort of, they just put everything aside for basketball and for, for hustling pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'm wrong. The basketball scenes in this is great. The jokes and all that stuff is great. Oh, they're great. I'm going to go get my other gun. <laughs> I'm going to shoot everybody. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. but um, I don't know. It's as much as you talk about. It, it's like, yeah, okay, okay, but I still don't enjoy it as much as I do the other ones. But, I can't tell you, movies are so much more entertaining than Hoosiers. I'm sorry. It it is, but I don't know. <laughs> I I like the story in Hoosiers. I you know the underdog story. Who doesn't like rooting for an underdog, bro? Come on. And, Billy, and Billy's not an underdog. He's a white. He's not an underdog. He's better than everybody out there. He's not an underdog. He's just a fucking screw up who can't focus and do the right thing. That's not an underdog. Another great movie, Do the Right Thing. Oh, yeah. That's for a different day, though. Yeah. But, um, all right. So, my number one is Above the Rim. Okay. At- that's that yeah that's my right off the bat soundtrack is awesome awesome it's like all west coast pretty much all west coast artists um soundtrack i wonder why what's that i wonder why (laughs) tupac baby tupac um but i love this movie um it's one of my probably the best basketball scenes in all the movies that um i listed here um Stars, what's his name? Dwayne Martin, who's also in um, White Man Can't Jump. Um, and Dwayne Martin mm. he used to be a former NBA player also. Right. Plays a high school basketball, talented high school basketball player who's getting recruited by, uh, by colleges. And um, he's also getting, um, I guess, recruited by a local gang, gangster Tupac, who's like neighborhood thug or whatever. But it's just a great movie. For me, it reminds me of the like the childhood or the the life of um my favorite NBA player of all time, Allen Iverson. Kind of mm. reminds me of that. Who's really talented basketball player, comes from a poor neighborhood, dealing all those issues and stuff. Granted, it's not um and they both like um 
in this movie, the main character, Kyle, he gets recruited by Georgetown University. Alan Iverson, he ends up going to Georgetown University. Mm-hmm. Um, only thing in real life, Alan Iverson, he was in jail for, you know, for a little bit because there was a, he was at a bowling alley and a fight broke out. They arrested him saying he was on there and so forth. You know, he was involved in all that. One of the things I remember, uh, I remember from this movie to, to, to this day, and I remember I, um, I used it on the basketball court. It's like um, Kyle gets um, adv- uh, advice from uh, the other, um, this old, uh, former basketball player who comes back in town, plays a love interest for his mom and so forth. Shep, played by Leon of Cool Running's fame. Right. <laughs> but he tells him to spread the finger, spread his fingers and pop his wrists. Eh? Spread the fingers and pop the wrist when he's shooting. Eh? It's great advice. I love that. I love that. Um, another great scene I love is um, when she, um, Kyle is out driving with Boogaloo, who played by Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, yeah. And um, they're out with uh, Mutaw, I think that's his name, um, played by um, Wood Harris from The Wire fame. Um, they were driving around, they passed by the park, and it's like at nighttime, and they see Shep out there playing ball by himself, practicing and so forth. But he's, he has no ball. He's doing all these moves like shakes, crossovers, spins, layups, hook shots, jump shots, and all that. But he's not playing with a ball. They're like, right. out. but I mean, like shadow boxing. Yeah, he was like shadow boxing, but they were laughing on it. But you can see, you know, he's working on his moves, mapping out, you know, say, like, okay, I'm going to use this in the game, do that, just to keep, keep all of that fresh, even though he has no ball. The other one is um, when. Kyle and Shep end up playing one-on-one and like everything that Kyle tries to do to get past, um, to get past Shep to score fails. Like he tried a little crossover, he blocks it, steals it, goes up for a jump shot, strips it, blocks it, everything. And he, and the Shep is just talking shit to him. Man. It was, it was great. It was great. It was, um, that was another great scene. Um, let me see what else is there. Oh Yeah. So when it comes down to the movie, like in the end, Kyle makes the right decision, um, decides to play with his um, high school team in the, um, the, the, the local tournament. And they end up in the finals against, um, against Tupac's team. Yeah. Loaded all these ringers and stuff. But in this game, man, like the rims on these hoops have got to be the softest rims I've ever seen, dude. Like the ball would just like, hit the back of the rim, sit on there, and then just fall in. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, how is that possible, dude? And it's just like, the, and then the refs, they were, um, they had their whistles in their pocket the whole damn game. Because, like, we saw some straight flagrant fouls. Like, dude getting knees to the groin, clothes, they were getting clotheslines, elbows, all that. And they weren't calling nothing, dude. It was like, oh, my God. But then, but the, the passing and the dunking in there, like Kyle was just throwing these crazy assists, man. He's throwing alley-oops, bounce pass alley-oops, all of that. And it was just really great. But the thing about that basketball that was so great, it's like they, they, uh, one of their players gets injured and they're a man down. And then out of nowhere, Shep shows up in like corduroys and a thermal. <laughs> and he gets in the game, and he's and there's like a minute and a half left, and he ends up scoring like thirty points in a minute and a half, and then he makes the steal and throws the alley oop to Kyle to dunk it at the end. It was um, it was great, but um, it's just to me, it's just an overall um, 
just an entertaining movie. I always, I'll, you know, if it's on, I'll go watch it and stuff. I had the soundtrack too. I had it on tape, on a cassette tape. And yeah. the thing about what was great about having a cassette because I think he had like two more tracks that, um, that the CD never had. And so you had these exclusive tracks. So you had the tape, you're like, oh yeah. But I wore that shit out so much, man. Like it destroyed that tape. I played the shit out of it. I can't even, um, I remember one song on there. It's like this female group from LA and they had the song called Hoochies Need Love Too. <laughs> oh, uh, Paradise. Yeah, Hoochies Need Love. I think Lady of Rage, I think Lady of Rage was on that soundtrack too. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, Afro Puff. Yeah, I rock rough and stuff with my Afro Puff. <laughs> But with Snoop Dogg, yes, yeah. Um, there's an uh, this is sort of uh, a tangent, but there's another movie where the lady rage and Snoop Dogg were in a movie. Um, and it's like they're on a bus or something, there's like a a bunch of people on the bus going, uh, going to Miami or Florida. I think it's called Ride, actually. Ride. Right, it might be called right, but okay. No, it's not. This is cause star dude uh, Malik Yoba from um, New York Undercover. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, they're on a bus. Yeah, it, yeah, but I don't think it's called Ride. It's something. I think it is called Ride, dude. It's definitely called Ride. No, because there's another movie called Ride with um. No, the one I'm thinking about has Phaedra Star in it. It has fucking, what's her name? Uh, Melissa D'Souza, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. It's got Guy Tori in it. It's it's called Ride. It's called Let Ride. Me... 100% Kevin. They used, to, they used to show it all the time on TV. I used to watch it. Hilarious. But Ride is not... Yeah, you're actually right. Basketball. I did a quick research. Yeah, Melissa D'Souza. Mm-hmm. I thought she was bad. Yeah. Yeah, Fred Rose Star was in there. And <laughs> what's her name? Laura from... Um, uh, Family it? Matters. Family Matters. She was in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember, I, I remember seeing that movie. Lady Ooh, Rage, and uh, in- John Witherspoon, R.I.P. was in that movie too. Yeah, he was one of the uh, the bus drivers. With Sticky the- Fingers was also in there from um from Onyx. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Cedric was in there too. Dude, it was it was it was low key like and Uncle Luke. Movie. Uncle Luke was in Uncle there too. Of, uh, yeah, Uncle Luke, man. Wow. Luke Skywalker. Okay, no, but there is another movie called Ride with um, what's her name, who was in Dawson's Creek. Uh, and they also had know. Tay Diggs and Breckin Meyer. Oh, it's, it's it's the same same title, just different movie. Yeah. Um, let me see, Ryan. Let me see if I can figure it out. I can already tell you that. Did it come out in twenty fourteen? Hmm. Did it come out in 2014? No, no, no. It's like late 90s movie. Um, okay, because there's, there's another movie called Ride that came out in 2014 with uh, Helen Hunt. No. Um, Tay Diggs was in Brown Sugar, The Wood. Um, no, he was... Um, let's see. Let me see if I can find the name of it. Brown Sugar, Equilibrium. Yeah, I remember Equilibrium. 
Now he was in Malibu's most wanted. He was in Malibu's most wanted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it it was not called right. It was called Go. I fucking hate you so much. Go. It was called <laughs> Go. It was ninety nine. But what's her name from um from Dawson's Creek is in there. Um, she's she was married to Tom Cruise. Katie. Oh, oh, Katie Holmes. Yes, she was in there. She was a little um, she was like uh, ecstasy, uh, ecstasy head. They were all ecstasy going to a rave and stuff. In the movie. Yeah, she was doing ecstasy in the movie. Katie, she worked at a grocery store in the movie. It's called Go. It's actually not bad. It's entertaining. Okay. Well, I guarantee you, Ride was better. So. No, it wasn't. Ride wasn't funny. <laughs> Dude, it was hella funny. No, it was. It was probably funny back then, but then he come back, he tried watching again. It's like, eh, just not. Nah. Bro, if you if you don't think Riot is funny now, then you don't think fucking uh, Booty Call was funny now. <laughs> Booty <laughs> Call. Booty Call is still hilarious. <laughs> Jay to this Fox, day. Jay oh, sh- <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we got to talk about these, these unsung... Uh, movies are that, we gonna have to do a, uh, we're gonna have to do a show about that <laughs> dude, we have to we have to there's so many in my head oh my blank, god blank man, <laughs> blank I, man. <laughs> I just i could just come up with like at least four or five damon wayans movies that are just like, like okay blank man remember meteor man robert townsend no yeah <laughs> meteor man that was actually a decent movie um doesn't robert townsend play like a scary person most of the time no who am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm thinking of the guy that plays fucking uh, Freddy Krueger. That's Robert Englund. That's a white dude. Robert Townsend. Oh, okay. <laughs> is Robert Townsend uh, <laughs> way off? Oh, my God. All right. Let me figure it out. Okay. Um, okay, okay. So, what is your number one movie again? Above the Rim. Okay. Above the Rim, yeah. So, in that movie, there was Bernie Mac was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernie Mac. Wood, Wood Harris. I said Marlon Wayans. Also, Reggie Theus was an NBA great. He played the Georgetown um, scout in there. But, oh. yeah. But above, above the Rim is great, man. It was like great early 90s um, basketball movie. Um, basketball, yeah. Great basketball um, scenes in there. Um, Dwayne Martin, he was a former NBA player. Oh, it's just an enjoyable movie for me. I I enjoyed it a lot. What was he really a former NBA player? Yeah, look it up, Dwayne Martin. You don't believe me? Okay, I'm looking it up right now, and I, I'm on the IMD page, IMDb page. Uh-huh. Dwayne Martin is a triple threat in Hollywood and has proven himself as a true maverick with a career that extends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's from Brooklyn. Oh, shout out. Shout out. 5'10. He's only 5'10? Yeah. I don't believe that he was really a basketball player. Bro, he is. Early life. Um, yeah. What the name? Martin played NCAA Division Three basketball at NYU and was signed as an undrafted free agent to a non-guaranteed contract in the National the Basketball Association with the New York Knicks in 1989. However, okay. okay, technically you're right. He's not. A, he's not actually because he never actually played in the NBA. <laughs> and day contract. I mean, he was a yeah. He was a non a non guaranteed contract, and he was cut afterwards. Not not a. You know what? I, I feel like both of us came up with a pretty good list. 
My list is better. Yours is whack. You're you have a fucking snoozer. What snoozer. Hoosiers is a great basketball, dude. It's a great basketball movie. It's Can iconic. Have, yeah, okay. It's iconic. iconic. Is it is it iconic because it's fucking old? It's like no, old, but it's a great whatever. I'll go back and watch it. You got freaking I, like Mike on there, dude. Some no, no, I didn't. That was my honorable mention. Yeah. Like Mike was hilarious. It was great. I don't know. I love Hoosiers. I still I I own that movie on regular DVD. I'll watch it if it's on. I love it. Gene Hack Gene Hackman was great in there. Um, Dennis Hopper was great as the drunk, um, okay. the drunk um, assistant coach. Well, I I I I'd even go as far to say that. Uh, Hoosiers isn't even uh, Gene Hackman's best coaching uh, role. Don't don't give me that replacement BS. It is the replacement. The replacement. <laughs> Come on, no. Fucking fire. Hackman was better. Dude. Like this movie, he even in like the lead up when before it released, he said he was probably gonna. This is probably like a, a loser film. It's not gonna do anything. It's like a throwaway, and it ends up being this great film. Dude. It's probably not his most iconic role. But it's a classic. I don't even know what his icon. What what is it? What would be his iconic role? Gene Hackman's most iconic role is when he played uh, an old rich uh, millionaire in the movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, what's her name? Rebe- uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, oh, it wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis. It was like, um, oh, no, no, no. It was, it was Gordy Weaver. Oh, okay. Gordy Weaver. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. From uh, Species. No, Alien. No. I feel, I feel like I'm Jesus. I'm getting all my white people mixed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you're getting everybody mixed up because you thought Robert England was Robert Townsend. <laughs> honest mistake, though. They both That's not an honest name. mistake, bro. Robert. Just because they got the same first name, though. No. Yes. No. How how off am I? Oh, that's Robert Townsend looks like. Yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Robert England looks way different. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I'll, I'll give Poojers another chance again. Honestly, if uh, based on your um, other movies that you didn't choose, I would have gone with Blue Chips. You like Blue Chips? I liked it. I like Blue because also they had more actual NBA players. They had what? They only had two. Shaq and Penny Hardaway. Exactly. That's all you need. Boom. Which one of those uh, skinny little white dudes on Hoosiers would you think, yeah, that motherfucker could... That's what makes it authentic. (laughs) All, All I'm saying is I'm choosing fucking Airbud over Hoosiers. You're an idiot. You're on crack. <laughs> That's not on crack. <laughs> oh, dude. Airbud was fantastic. No. <laughs> I never actually. How many Airbud movies did they make? They made so many of those. Dude, they went to a fucking football. Golden Re- Re- Retriever. Golden Receiver. They yeah. Did uh, they do a baseball hockey. one too? Definitely did baseball, soccer. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, curling, cricket. No, they didn't do cricket or curling. <laughs> Ultimate frisbee. I'm like, dude, are these gold? Are these dogs just growing like opposable thumbs that allow them to <laughs> play in sports? How did he catch a football though with his mouth? Because usually, get a dog's mouth open that wide. They can do that. They can definitely do that. 
I guess. Can he tackle? It's just the whole yeah. You you, you never seen a dog tackle a human being? Crazy. <laughs> I've seen a, I've seen a Doberman and a um, German Shepherd that are trained to do that. Never seen oh, yeah. a regular dog. Like a golden retriever. Golden retriever doesn't tackle anybody. They're really smart dogs. They can do it. They are smart, but but I mean, yeah, I feel like we're getting off track again. But (laughs) I feel like we both had really good. Imagine a pit bull playing football, (laughs) Airbud. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like my list is is pretty good. No, your list is pretty solid. Now you gave. I, I, I really like your list, except for Hoosiers. Like I agree with you one hundred percent on the first on the first floor. But Hoosiers for me, yeah, I think that was your number four pick. I just can't get rid of it. Why not? I don't know. It, I don't know. It, it, I, I think it's because it's the oldest movie on here. No, it's old. It's fucking, still, I was it's still two relevant. Years old when it came out, it's still relevant. I mean, sure, it's set in the fifties and all that, but I believe it's still relevant. Oh, when I was doing research and stuff, I came across they're 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 talking about doing a remake of White Man Can't Jump with Blake Griffin. How do you feel with about that, Blake Griffin? Yes. Don't you have to be full white? I'm not for these movies getting remade. Dude. Like, leave white men alone. A white man can't jump alone. Right. No, it's I agree. Per- no, it's perfect where it's at, dude. Yeah. You need to come out and do a remake. And I'm not even feeling this Space Jam sequel either. I mean, I'm not either, but I'm still going to watch that shit. I heard Clay was going to be in it, so. <sighs> I don't know. I just hate the fact that, you know, it just shows that people are just lazy and not really trying to... um like make actually compelling stuff. It's like, oh, let's just remake this. You know, it's just it's our script is already ready made. Let's just make it. And I'm just like, mm, no. Nah. Oh, what was it, dude? You have a really good point. Um, I feel like a lot of production companies and like, oh yeah, like yeah, let's just revamp something that's mm-hmm. already been made. But there is when I was doing research and stuff on this topic. I came across this like 20 minute short, short film, short movie that had Rick Fox in it as the the coach of a varsity team and uh, the student named AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically, it's the premise of it is basically like, uh, like Mulan, but basketball, like this young, young lady is trying out for the high school varsity team and she poses as a, a male Mm-hmm. try and get on team and she ends up really impressing the coach and embarrassing like the star player on the team and long story short they find out that she's a girl and then uh, a bunch of drama happens you want a man no <laughs> and may i add that is also another movie that i'd rather watch than hoosiers Joanna man <laughs> Miguel Nunez, hilarious in that movie. <laughs> uh, and you know what? It's also pretty funny that you mentioned Johanna Man because when I was on YouTube doing research, yeah, uh, I came across um, Ernest plays basketball. Do you remember all those? Oh yeah, I remember Ernest. <laughs> he, he was one of the dudes that I was in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I remember Miguel A. Nunez. He played DJ in the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> 
I need a fake. I remember, <laughs> bro. That was a terribly casted movie. It was so awful. The casting I, job for Ken and Ryu or Ryu or just oh, so terrible. Oh, even so even Guile, bro. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. You 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 hire uh what is he Belgian from Belgium? <laughs> He's from Brussels. I didn't. He, he didn't even have the right hairstyle. He didn't have the right hair. He wasn't fucking American. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I mean come on. It's a movie, so I mean, how many times do you have British play uh, British actors playing American people? Come on. Yeah, but at least they're able to hide their fucking accent. He couldn't act. <laughs> All he knew is the whole karate thing, which is great. He doesn't even know karate. All he does is those the splits and some wheel kicks. Okay, keep talking shit. In case, in case <laughs> oh, we got to talk about blood your sport? fucking ass. We got to do blood sport. Oh, Kumite? Perfect. Kumite. That's a great movie. Frank Dukes. But while, while we're on this tangent, can I just say in uh in Street Fighter, the only two well casted people in that in that movie? Mm-hmm. Three. Four. Okay, four. Um Chun Li's character. Mm-hmm. Who played Chun Li? Uh Ming Ming Na? Was it Ming Na? I don't know. I not Michelle Yeoh? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, her, the dude that played Zangief. Yeah. That was perfect. Zangief was perfect. Yes. E Honda, even though he's a big Sam- uh, Samoan dude, but <laughs> he's a big dude. He, he still looks the part. Um, and uh, Kylie Minogue, because it's Kylie Minogue. As Cammy. Yeah. But she's not Scottish, she's Australian. <laughs> I don't know. She, I thought Kylie Minogue was cute. Kylie Minogue is cute, yeah. Give her that. I'm a big fan of all Kylie Minogue movies that came out in the 90s. What other movies did she star in? Uh, just from my recollection, it's just um, Street Fighter and Biodome. She was in Biodome? She was in Biodome, another classic that. And I have not even about. seen Biodome. You'll probably, probably lose a couple of brain cells watching it. but it's, Oh, God. <laughs> That explains why I am the way I am today. Oh God, biodome. <laughs> oh man. So good. But I feel like we did a great job uh, with this whole list that we've compiled. Yeah. We're gonna have to do uh, an, another episode where we talk about maybe top five football movies. <laughs> I feel like. Wait. wait okay. What about baseball movies? I can't. I just can't. Oh my god, dude! Baseball movies have been some of the best movies out there, yo. bro. I will give you League of Their Own. I loved it. Uh huh. Tom Hanks. Uh, I will give you Angels in the Outfield. Uh huh. I will give you what is the one with uh uh fucking what's your name? Uh, Wesley Snipes. Say uh, he the plays. Fan? No, not the fan. No, no, no. Oh, Major League. Major League. Oh yeah, Major bro. League. Totally. Major League uh, is like number Pedro two. Pedro Soriano. Uh, Major League. Uh, Pedro Serrano. Oh, yeah. Pe- Serrano, dude. Serrano. Oh, this. Pedro Serrano. Yeah. The guy who plays him is from here in San Mateo, California. Dude, that's the Allstate guy, isn't it? Yeah. I am the president from 24. We went, um, um, I went to church. I used to go to church with his, some of his relatives. Dennis Haber. He's in two classic baseball movies. Major League and Mr. Baseball. 
Mr. Baseball is probably one of the reasons why I fell in love with Japan. I wanted to go see a Japanese baseball game. Then. Is that the one, uh, Michael Keaton? No, Mr. Baseball with Tom, Tom Selleck. Where it's like an agent, uh, an elite player, and he get go, goes to Japan. Oh, that's the dude with the uh, mustache, right? Yeah. That's a great movie. I, I love that movie. Is that the one when they're like they're in the yard and he's doing like these exercises with them? Yeah, and making okay, all these. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, that's a good movie. Angels. Um, but number one, number one for me. What? Sandlot, bro. Sandlot. Um, same. Sandlot. <laughs> the Sandlot was the greatest. Oh, man. Uh, love the Sandlot. Now, that is a fucking good movie. See, you watch baseball movies, dude. Come on, man. Yeah, but it's, but there's only a select few that I actually like. And it's like we've already mentioned all the ones that I enjoy. Yeah, that's true. There, there is another one, though, called um, the... What, what is another name for an agent? The Scout, the Scout with Brendan Fraser. Have you seen this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. But I never watched it. Yeah. You know what? I'll put over it. The one with Keanu Reeves, where he's the, he's like a gambler. And uh, what? Yeah. I just remember when uh, the kids like. Yeah, with the biggie. <laughs> dude, that movie hits. I didn't think it was going to be that good, but it, and like Diane Lane. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Diane Lane. Yeah. Not my favorite Diane Lane movie, but. Yeah, wait. That's my favorite, but <laughs> unfaithful. Yes, um, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, that's a, you know what? You're right. You you're right. There are a lot of great baseball, baseball movies. Baseball movies, yeah. But baseball itself is probably the most boring sport after cricket. No, um, I used to think baseball. Yeah, I used to think baseball was boring, but then I started working at the A's and Giants, started understanding the game and all that like watching it on like baseball is not made to watch on tv it's made to have like if you're not at the game it's made for you having it on the radio while you're doing other stuff that's mm. what it is because like you're listening to um, the guy on the radio talk he's telling all these stories and going you know and the pitch and all that at the game it's fun because you can do other stuff there like i love going again because like it's a great place to just hang out and chill and talk yeah. to somebody you know, you're watching the game stuff, but you can talk about so much stuff. Like last baseball game I went to was the um, last playoff game for the A's, the wild card game. They lost, which sucks. But my friend, um, she got me tickets to that. So I hadn't seen her in a while. So we just went there, had a couple of beers, sitting there watching the game, catching up and talking. And like, we're doing all of that, but we're still watching, the, you know, we're still watching the game, seeing what's going on. And like, that's what I love about baseball, especially like you go to like a day game, you know, in like Oakland, you tailgate beforehand and you go in, you know, or even the night game there in Oakland, man, or even for the Giants. Yeah, not, we're not, I'm not a Giants fan, but it's great. Like, like think about it, like a day game at um, Oracle Park for the Giants, like in the mm-hmm. middle of summer, it's like on a Wednesday afternoon and it's like noon and you're there at the ballpark, the sun's out, you know, it's just super chill and calm and nice, you know. That's that's the thing I love about baseball. That's what I love about baseball. It's just a calm and chill sport. Of course, if you're working it and it goes ex- way into extra innings, oh, fuck, no, I hate that shit. Like, I remember I was working an A's game and when it, they were playing the Angels and that shit went into, um, it went 19 innings, bro. <laughs> well, was this back in 2004, 2005? The strike was back in 94. So. Oh, this, this happened in 94? Yeah, the strike. No, the strike. 
the strike no, happened. No, no, no. Um, the long nine, game. No, the strike happened in '94. The 19 inning game that was 2013. Oh, okay, okay. Like April, uh, May 2013 or April 2013. I remember I worked it. It was like 19 innings. I, I even uh, um, during this whole quarantine thing, they replayed it on um, the A's um, TV st- um, um, channel, the A's uh, broadcast partner channel. Uh, All was, of them? Huh? They played the whole game? Yeah. Well, they, they sped it up. They cut out parts of it and sped it up. But they replayed it. And I went back. Uh, it just happened to turn the TV on. I was like, hey, this game looks familiar. This is the one that went 19 innings. I was like, mm. oh, yeah. And then so I went back through my old Facebook post from that game and found it. Because I remember I posted something like, oh, they need to end this game so I can go home. I'm starving. I'm hungry. And then people commented. And it's like, what's going on? I was like, dude. They're like, what's the score? What's going on? I'm like, dude, this is my last, this is my last post. My phone's about to die. I didn't bring my charger with me because I didn't think I was gonna be, I was gonna be here this long. Because <laughs> we pretty much played two games in there one night. I didn't get home till like 2 a.m. And, uh, and then I think I had to be back the next day <laughs> for a day game or something, or it was a night game. Nice. But I mean, it's just those memories though, man. It's great. That's what makes baseball great. Can't say it the same about cricket, though, man. I used to hate cricket. <laughs> I enjoy uh, I'll watch it now, but I hated it as a kid growing up. Yeah, yeah that's that's one of those, well, being an American, uh, it's one of those sports that we don't yeah. really get jiggy with. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's not that many great cricket movies out there. So <laughs> There probably is, but I've never heard of any. They're probably all from Bollywood or something. Yeah, they're probably all Bollywood. Maybe there's there's probably some English ones or Australian ones because you know it's independent by Britain and taken throughout all all their colonies. So that's why mm-hmm. India loves it, Australia, New Zealand, you know, the Caribbean and the Western, you know, the Caribbean islands that were um, colonies of Britain. They love that. They love it also. But yeah. All right, man. Fans from over there too. Some fans from over there. Some listeners. <laughs> uh, we might. I don't know. But once again, shout out to our German listeners. Thank you for the support. Ich liebe dich. Yes. Maybe we'll come over there one day and we can all go watch um, a Bundesliga match. Go Dortmund. I hope you guys are Dortmund supporters. <laughs> are they good? Is that the black and yellow team? Yes, that's the black and yellow team. They're currently in second place in the Bundesliga, which started up back um, last weekend. They're like them and the Korean K-League and Korean ba- um, Baseball League are the only sports leagues that have started back up. Um, uh, I, I saw Korean Baseball. Yeah, Korean Baseball. Yeah, they've yeah. started up and Korean um, 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 Soccer League, the K-League, K-1 mm-hmm. League, I think it's, I'm not, I'm not sure, but they've started up also too. But all right, man. This is a good show. Another um, great one. Um, tune in next time, everybody. Um, thank you for listening. I don't know what our next topic's going to be, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll brainstorm. Uh, I'm down to do. I'm down to do another top five. Uh, this and that. We can't do uh, a top yeah. five every week. We can't. I mean, we, we could also uh, go back to the whole. Uh, just talk about the last dance as a whole too, but. We'll, we'll throw the, uh, the ideas out there. All right. Well, once again, everybody, thank you for listening. 
Um, really appreciate it. This is another episode of the Dissing Doc Podcast. Till next time, I'm Kevin. I'm Maverick. Peace out. See y'all later. <laughs>